Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. May I welcome everyone <laughs> to this important episode of Is This Shirt Slimming? Because we're going to be, <laughs> we're going to be looking at the... The technicalities. Sorry, I haven't got a script here. Usually I have this really boring monologue that um, everyone goes to sleep with. No, no. No, you're doing, you're doing a great job. Boring us. I'm missing the script. Do you feel, can we call back in 10 minutes? What, I, what I've realized what we're doing with this podcast is that we're <laughs> looking at the foot soldiers of the industry, the unsung <laughs> heroes of the industry. We don't have stars on this uh, podcast, although we welcome any the grafters. who like to come on. The grafters. The grafters. What? The grafters. They're what? grafters. <laughs> drifters. <laughs> people are grafters. drifters. People who live in a circus. So um, in terms of this, um, I just wanted to introduce Noel Somerville, an old friend of mine who I met in Sydney back in 1979. I met him, Rob Barnhill, you, you remember when I lived in this apartment in Woolloomooloo, which I took over from Noel. I do, And feel. I had to clean up after him as well. <laughs> Couldn't believe the mess. <laughs> did you borrow the gurney? Was he a bit messy? He did inherit the cat. I inherited the cat, but the cat left pretty soon afterwards. Named Erkenwald, who was named after J.P. Don Levy, a character in the J.P. Don Levy novel. That's it. That, that's it. Is there yeah. anything you want to tell us about Noel? Is this shirt slimming? We gladly feast on the future to nourish the past. Noel and I had a little chat before, and he... Um, turned his camera around his workspace. And I think a little guided tour would be in order now, Noel. Okay. Well, we already mentioned... Now, let's start at the beginning. Let's start with the tape machine. There we are, which is where everything always used to start. Yeah. So we've got a, a Studer A80 Mark I, specially modified by Studer, no record electronics, but two replay heads so that the lathe, the cutting lathe, oh, right. gets like an advanced signal, like a look-ahead. Yeah. So it can work out whether it needs to pack the grooves tight together or spread them apart. Um, now, of course, everything is over there on the, uh, the Sadie workstation. Yeah. So, anyway, from the beginning, tape machine, then through the old Neumann desk, specially made for disc cutting. Right, through that, so from tape machine, through wow. desk, to to the lathe. Can you see that? Yeah. To the lathe, there it is. Um, is that the one next to the popcorn machine? Yeah, that's it, yeah, yeah. 40-odd years old, still going strong. Originally from Pi Recording Studios, where I first worked, prior to buggering off to Australia for a, a year and a bit. What has it made? No. Hmm? What records has it made? That lathe, goodness yeah. me. Um, yeah. I mean, come on, na- well, name a couple. In one, ones that I've cut on it, hit us now. That I've only been using it since about 1980 or 81. Albums by The Clash, by Elvis Costello, by Sinead O'Connor, The Water Boys, and up to Morgan. Peter Andre? Who? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right, That's the right. That was the trick right question. <laughs> um, more recently, we've had uh, the White Stripes and 
Aphex Twin Electronica. Oh. Uh, I still get asked to cut records for craft work, which is a great pleasure, indeed. Yes. Um, and, yeah, the list kind of goes on, you know, majority of people that no one would ever have heard of. But I just wanted to point out, boys, uh, he's, he's also worked with greatness here in Australia, including Cold Chisel and Midnight Oil. <laughs> indeed, indeed. indeed. <laughs> Let's not it, forget well, them. But, but, but before the, the paint was barely dry on Paradise so, uh, Studio. Some of the blame is yours, now. Well, I was only assistant engineer. <laughs> who, who was the main engineer? Do you remember who was the main engineer on those sessions? Yeah, he was a chap called Keith Walker. <laughs> who, do you know him? Bill knows him. Yeah, very well. <laughs> I really? Ended up, I ended up, he, um, I worked at Triple J after... Yeah, well, that's where... And that's where he ended up. And um, Well, uh, I think that's where he... Ended up. Or two double... <laughs> Washed what was up. Strange way to put J? it, Phil. <laughs> what was that one called? Two double J. Double yeah. J, which became FM yeah. and then became Triple J around about the time. Right. That you okay. Would have left. Well, I, th- yeah. I think I think Keith worked for them mm-hmm. before coming to Paradise Studio. Yep, and then and then it ended up back there as well, um, and ended up back there when kind of Ooh. you know the alliances started to fracture at Paradise and <coughs> yeah, the money the money so man we- took control. I think <laughs> was Billy Field hanging around. He was there not on a day-to-day basis, but I think he was... It, at the time, I didn't really know you know, Andrew Richardson, Billy Field, two mates building a recording studio. Different kind of factions emerged, and I guess that Billy was the one with the money, so ultimately he wound up calling the shots. I, I remember at the time just thinking Billy had a good voice and wrote good songs, but yeah. it wasn't until much later... Yeah. yeah, until about maybe ten years ago or so, I realised yeah. quite that he'd been so that he'd been fairly successful, and you know, and had some of his songs yeah. covered by you know yeah. big kind of hair metal spandex clad American band or something, didn't he? He deserves that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is he still around then? Yeah, I hope not. As a musician or songwriter or studio owner, well, I've only seen. Uh, yeah, I've seen he him socially. Him. He still goes out and watches bands if he likes them. He just hangs out, and you know he's a, he's a you know, he's, he's a got the he's guy. got a last time I saw him, he still had. Um, see, I thought he was. No, he's a lovely guy. Well, from my experiences. I heard he was unpleasant. No. Well, it depends oh. on which side of the business you're on. You're unpleasant if I had to work for you at that whatever place that work you work at. What's that called? Jail. <laughs> 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 Galispera Sofia. What are you listening to at the moment? What's your favourite song? Um, well, at the moment, it's the Strip That Down by Liam Payne. Oh, who's that? Never heard of it. Never heard of it. He's also from, he's also from One Direction, actually. Another one? Oh, that's why I never heard of him. <laughs> it's a good song, actually. I like it. What about that girl from, was it good. Take Me Outside or something? What's that chick? Take it outside. What's her name? The one that was on uh, Dr. Phil. <laughs> oh, catch me outside. <laughs> Thank you. Um, Daniela something. Yeah. How's she going? God. I don't like her. I don't get the no, point. No, is... no, one, no one likes her. 
I don't. I don't no, people no, do. No, I've never heard of her again. People I'm do sorry. actually. I don't get the point of her. No, there is no point. That's why those signs. That up. goes for a lot of music. Yes, sometimes. It's a new bubble. <laughs> Sad to say. I can't get Rob. Rob. Sad to say. <laughs> why do you find him funny? No, it's hard to say. Well, <laughs> you're right. He's not. Yeah, you're, you're, you're absolutely right. Absolutely right. <laughs> He's, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, 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 uh, catch me outside. How about that? Catch me outside. She's just. She's, I don't know. She like. You know, she's thirteen. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. She's got these long nails, and she looks like a whore. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> she does. <laughs> she does. <laughs> oh, she's a horror. It's, it's what happens nowadays, to be honest. So all the girls think they're older than they are, and like all the girls at my school, because I'm in high school, and all the girls before school they go and get coffees. <laughs> and they all wear like a ton That's of so makeup, funny. and they all wear like jewelry, and they're like, oh. S O P H I E S R E. Does a fair bit of editing go on your uh, in the post production? Yes. Is this shirt slimming? I guess it must be a podcast. Just about my main source for listening to new music is what comes through here, and if it's, uh, you know, I don't very often go out trying to find new music. Well, if you've got the latest craft work, I'd love to hear it before anyone else does, uh, if you know what I mean. Well, uh, not that they've done anything new in umpteen <laughs> years, but... Oh, you talk about the vinyl, you're cutting the vinyl. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 For, for, the, for the box set, you know, the one, two, three, four, five, six, okay. seven, eight box set. Must have been a drag going through all that. Oh. Uh, I, I, I remember the day, well, I was on a day off and the bookings manager at Metropolis Studio phoned me up and in her perfect English but heavily accented German voice, she said, uh, no, would I like to cut the Kraftwerk records tomorrow? And I sort of took about one nanosecond to think about it and, and uh, yeah, happily spent two days cutting their records. Oh, beautiful. And there's no, there's no real... Bot- I mean, for, for one of the major dance electronica bands that have ever existed, there's hardly any bass on their records. Well... It's funny because in recutting them off their new masters, hmm. which they had mastered themselves for the oh, right. for the box set, yeah. I dug out. I listened to the the new masters they'd sent and thought, yeah, they sound great. And I dug out one or two of my old original LPs, hmm. played it, and thought, Christ, yeah, they were quite sort of loud cuts, but they were had no bass on them. That's it. The, the original cuts yeah. had so little bass on them. Yep, you know, and when I compared the new ones, I thought, okay, which way do I, which way do I go? Do I try and, <laughs> you know, cut it so it's the same as an original cut from back in the day, or no? I tried to stay closer to the new original masters and cut them with the amount of bass that was there on the masters. So did they remix it, or did they just give you an enhanced bottom end? How did they, how um, did they go about remastering well, this? Stuff? I, I I don't know to be honest, but. I, it, Originally, obviously, most of them would have been off quarter-inch tape. Mm. Um, so they were all remade for their... They kind of digitised everything. Yeah. How much How much of that was remixing or what, I don't know. 
that certainly the new digital masters I got mm. had a hell of a lot more bass than the original vinyl. Now, oh, whether that's because the original tapes had less bass or whether bass was taken out when they originally cut the records, I don't know. You can't tell. Yeah, you can't tell. You know, you, there, was, there was no precedent. I mean, it wasn't like they were copying every other electronic no, advance band because no, it hadn't and, even existed and, yet. And, and millions of people listened to those old Kraftwerk albums. No one ever thought, oh, they don't have much bass on them. They sounded great. They sounded great. Oh, they sound great, yeah. I've got, yeah. Uh, they did a live one. Uh, there's a live one they did around about the time they did the Tour de France album. And it's Minimum Maximum, the live album. And there's yes, so much yes. beautiful bottom end. The bottom end on that is superb. And yeah. my favourite version of Robot is on that live album. It's just right. it's un- untouchable. I, I went to see him about the time of that. In fact, yeah. yes, th- that live album, one of the tracks or a couple of the tracks were from the Royal Festival Hall show in London. Oh, which, right, OK. Yeah. I, which I went to see. Yeah. And, yeah, I took along a friend of mine who was, uh, yeah, I mean, his rib cage was rattling with the bass. Yeah. You know, <laughs> trousers <laughs> flapping. <laughs> I saw them. I saw them at the Enmore, and I thought the place was going to fall down. Is, yeah, is, that, yeah. is that a technical <laughs> term, Noel? If your trouser leg isn't rattling, mate, there's no base in there. Forget it. No, no, no. It's what you wait for. Absolutely. There was a couple of seminal musical experiences that um, have been in your presence. The first time, and I've explained this to the boys uh, in a previous episode, was the first time I heard Rock Lobster. Sorry about that. And it was you that played it for me. And I can still remember... That's got no bass in it either. No, it changed my life. It absolutely changed my life. And I can still remember you putting on this going, just in your very quiet, subdued English voice saying, listen to this. (laughs) And not not knowing what what I was going to be hit with. (laughs) Okay, if if, if you're accusing me of playing it then oh you take it on the chin it's a, I, it's a good I, I stand one. guilty it wasn't a rock <laughs> it was a rock <laughs> it was all right hudson <laughs> <laughs> the other musical experience is when i met um, visited you at the studios in london at metropolis studios ah uh-huh. two things that um stood out to me was one of the engineers was an engineer on led zeppelin 3 and he had all these yeah. shots that he'd taken around yeah, the yeah, castle. Yeah, 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 yeah. His name will come to me. He, he recorded Woodstock, Led Zeppelin. Oh, really? Uh, um, Eddie Kramer. Eddie Kramer. Is that Eddie? Oh, Eddie. That was Hendrix's. Yes. Hendrix's man. Yeah, he, he did Hendrix, didn't he? Hmm. And all sorts. And now lends his name to a load of plug in type things. That's right. The Waves series, which... Yeah. 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 And I think maybe at Metropolis was doing some sort of talks or something, you know, lectures as well. And he had his photographs on display, you're right, Phil, around the bar area there, which you could buy for silly amounts of money, yeah. <laughs> they, they were nice kind of casual photos, you know, yeah, just of the, yeah. You know, the bands he'd worked with. I've got, a, I've, I've got a video of Eddie Kramer teaching us the art of mixing. Right. Which must be from the got to be the early nineties, you know, and it was from him that I got the idea of putting the, any guitar you record always put on the other channel, double right. guitars. That was Eddie's. That was Eddie teaching uh, this stuff. It was uh, so basic, but but coming yes. from him, it just sounds so serious. You know, it's it's, it's well, so it, definitive. It, it, yeah, yeah, basic but simple. Yeah, 
you know, which I think is what a lot of people don't do these days. Yeah. You know, because they're not actual recording engineers. They might be the musician, you know, they're the songwriter. They've got the software. They're going to be the recording engineer too. And sometimes people just overcomplicate things. I'm sure of that. Yeah, and they sort of wonder why it doesn't sound good with 10 limiters and stereo wideners spread all over it, you know. <laughs> you think, well, take, take off that stuff off. It'll probably sound a lot better. Probably sound fresh as a daisy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Doing the least possible amount with the highest quality microphones, prees, prees and uh, yeah, transformers yeah, and so yeah, yeah, Just whatever. like back to Eddie, Eddie Kramer, I remember exactly. listening to some, exactly. some guy who was complaining about going to a seminar that Eddie, and Eddie Kramer was the guest speaker and uh, everyone asked, oh, what was the main thing he said? He says, I'm really pissed off. All he said was, get good mics, get good mics. And all, all the old guys said, that's how you do it. You just get good mics. It's nice. that's, that's great that he told you, young guys, get good mics. That's the truth. Yes, yes. Uh, but what he did, what he didn't say is get good mics and put them in the right place. Uh, but that's yeah, well, you know, can't give away everything. <laughs> well, and, and the third, the third ingredient, if you're talking about drums, you know, the see, I don't think it was Eddie Kramer, but it was someone of his ilk. Yeah, the secret to a great drum sound is a great drummer. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Who will probably know where the microphone yeah, should yeah, go? Yeah, 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 that's it. Yeah, that's what, that's the secret. That's um, the secret element when you're recording a drummer. He'll tell you, it's like it's all over. Thank you, boss. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, just before we leave Metropolis, uh, the other experience I had there with you was um, when we were leaving the cafeteria, and you said, "Oh, did you see Rihanna in there?" <laughs> I, went, <"No." laughs> I, 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 I do remember saying that to you, and I, I, I'm pretty sure she was there at the time, mm-hmm. and. The woman who I thought might have been her, might have been her, but might not. But uh, she was certainly a visitor sitting there quietly. That's okay, because I use it now when I'm DJing and someone comes up to me and goes, play Rihanna, you know, so I'm not going to play any Rihanna. No one dances to it. And then when they complain, I say, hey, I think I'm the only person in this room that's been in the same room as Rihanna. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, I I do remember saying that to you. Yeah. 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 I do. I, I yeah. wish I was the Irish farmer that threw her off a farm with a with a film crew. <laughs> I don't know that. One. What's that? <laughs> she, they booked they booked some time on some Irish guy at some Irish farmer's farm, and when he went down to see what they were, what they were doing, he sent them off, told them to go away. <laughs> he, he, <laughs> didn't like, he didn't like the dancing. Was he a evicted, bit too lascivious. He evicted them. He evicted Disturbing them, the yeah. animals. <laughs> he evicted them. Yeah. Is, 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 is this shirt slimming? I'm just looking up Noel's credits, and he worked on S Club 7. Oh, oh, I beg your pardon, oh, yes. S Club 7. End of interview. Guilty, End of interview. guilty. Wow. Yeah, wow, that's it. That's Hold uh, on. Westlife? Yes. Well, yeah, I've, that's one of the big question marks of pop. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. That band, but anyway, go on. Well, this was in. This was. Yeah, you know, I used to work for Pete Waterman, you know, who was good oh, mates with Simon Cowell. Okay. So, 
it was all that kind of, yeah, S club. As long as, you, as long as you haven't worked for yet, wet, 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 I'm, I'm happy to continue. Yeah, that's on here. Oh, no, it isn't. No, it isn't. You lie. lie. <laughs> <laughs> I never knowingly did. I got gotcha. you. Oh, I, I never but, knowingly did. Banned. Should never exist. <laughs> but yeah, yes, club as we used to call them. <laughs> club. Club. <laughs> but but I, 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 I had an email once a few years ago from... It was about cutting a, a thrash metal album because I had worked with Napalm Death and a few bands like that. And so this label wanted me to cut their record and they were very impressed I'd worked with Napalm. But the label boss was equally impressed that I had worked with S Club 7. So... <laughs> 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 you never know what might, you never know what people like. Ten CC now? Oh, uh, yeah. yes. Oh, I love Ten CC. Um, but post their biggest stuff, okay. certainly. Was it still the two of them? Uh, I remember one of them being there. Oh, okay. Uh, the uh, Graham was it? The curly head? Yeah, yeah. Goldman, yeah. Gould Goldman, yeah. Mini Ripperton? Oh. Uh, yeah, um, some, that was some reissues, obviously not... Right. Yeah, yeah. Not, not with her. Where, where are you, now? I, I, I'm in South London. Peckham. Oh, I thought you were in Sydney. No, mate, no. Oh, yeah. Look at the gear, <laughs> I right? Was, I was. <laughs> it's all the gear. He bought it over, because we've got 240 volts here. Everything just plugs in. Oh, I <laughs> Plug and play. Plug and play Australia. 1978 to 79, I was in, in Sydney. Oh, okay. I uh, I can see the specials on your list. Yes, yes. Uh, again, later specials were almost when I was a special AKA. But did that was some new stuff I did for them as the special AKA. But also did remaster. I can't see uh, the albums. I can't see any John Farnham on there. Right <laughs> don't think so. Don't think so. No, no Marshall Hines. <laughs> you haven't made it yet. <laughs> No, Sorry. no, Glenn well, Sharrock. No, I'm still trying. No, Glenn Sharrock. I'm still trying. Sharrock. No, 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 Colin Hewitt. Where are the queens and kings of Aussie pop? Who are they? Who? Well, well wait a Can minute. Can I just wait get serious minute. just for a minute? Hold on, hold on. Before you get serious, did you ever see XTC? No, I never did. Oh. But just ch- chatting, yeah. chatting with Philip a little while ago, um, I liked songs like, you know, Making Plans for Nigel and one or two of their songs, but I never really sat down and listened to an LP of theirs, I have to say. Although I know that Todd Rundgren, oh. whom I'm a great oh. fan of, he produced an album oh. of theirs, didn't he? Yeah, he did. There's still time. There, there is time. There is time, I know. Trouble yeah. is, after I spent all day in the mm. studio, I go to the house, have food, have a glass of beer. Very often the last thing I want to do is sit and listen to yeah. more music, I have to say. It's unfortunate. <laughs> it's a shame. Well, you, uh, but I think that working with music kind of dulls your pleasure yep. of listening to music for pleasure. For the benefit of people who might be listening to this who've got no idea about mastering or engineering, what does a mastering engineer do? Well, it's, it's changed. The perception of mastering has changed. This is something I've realised over the past few years. Originally, when I started cutting records, you take the master tape and all you were doing was transferring what was on the master tape to lacquer bearing in mind it's a totally different format and medium, um, 
and just trying to make as clean, as good a transfer as possible, assuming that you're working with the best mix that the engineer, the mix engineer, the producer could do. You weren't really kind of expected to do much more with it. If it was a little dull, okay, you could add a bit of treble. Just a little bit of trimming. And that's how it was. You were just making the master to go to the pressing plant. When CDs came along, the equipment used for making CD masters was incredibly expensive. It was like buying Neumann cutting lathes. So it was only the cutting rooms that then kind of adopted CD mastering, using much of the same techniques and using this Sony equipment that most studios wouldn't have. It all changed when PCs came along and cheap software, because now it sometimes seems as if I'm meant to be an extension of the production process. Rather than taking someone's master, a little enhancement perhaps, and then just creating the lacquer or the CD master, now people will come in, and before I've even played the music, they'll go, are you going to use a stereo widener? Are you going to put a multiband compressor over it? Are you going to add reverb? And I'm thinking, no, no, no. You know, if you haven't got the stereo positioning right or the stereo width right or the amount of reverb right, then go back to your mix room and get it right. You know, don't expect to put it right in the mastering studio. But this is what some people seem to think we're here to do now, is kind of finish off their mixes for them. It's amazing. As... As happened a few years ago, thankfully it kind of peaked and went away again, what's called stem mastering, where people would bring you Pro Tool stems and expect you to kind of finish the mix for them. Kind of pathetic, isn't it? One or two people did it. It is, it is. And you think, well, what's your mix engineer doing? You know, if I'm mixing it for you, what's your mix engineer done? You know, so perception of mastering has changed a bit. My perception hasn't in as much as I still assume that whatever people are bringing to me is the best mix that they can do. Because if it's not, they shouldn't be in the mastering room. They should still be in their bedroom with headphones or in a big studio, wherever it may be. They should still be getting it as good as they can. And I'm still just here to put the final little touches to it, to make it into a a master for CD or for download or vinyl so my attitude towards the job hasn't really changed but i think people's perception of of the job has and and how much um, work is there in vinyl these days is it is it on the increase again um it's been very steady for quite a long while um you know for in in the you know in the 90s what kept it going was was all the the 12 inch dance singles that you'd be cutting you know it's dance culture, rave culture, all that kind of thing. People weren't, not many LPs were, seemed to be getting cut. Um, then it was the seven-inch single seemed to take off. It was all little indie bands putting out seven-inch singles. Now the 12-inch dance thing has kind of fallen away a bit because um, most DJs that I'm familiar with will work off their laptop or whatever. Um, or digital files, at least. Um, so now vinyl seems to be back to LPs again, mostly. Yeah, and uh, occasionally cutting 
I, because I've still got the old tape machine that I explained earlier, I can still do pure analog cuts from tape, which a lot of people can't do anymore. So, you know, if someone's mixed tape and they want to keep their vinyl pure analog, I get people coming to me just because I can do that, because I've kept the old equipment. <laughs> so there, there are people still mixing to um, to reel-to-reel tape? Yeah, not a lot, but a mm-hmm. few, you know. So um, if, There's if one they... little studio in London that always does, you know, which is where the White Stripes recorded Elephant, a little eight-track studio in the east end of London, wow. who I'd been cutting records for before, and I, and I still am cutting records for him. Sounds great. It's <laughs> a great-sounding yeah. record, fantastic-sounding record. Yeah. Well, he's just recently gone up to 16-track mm-hmm. from eight-track, <laughs> figuring that, you know, a lot of his favourite records are made with less than eight-track, so... Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I always remember the... Um, hearing about um, Brian Eno producing U2 and how he would keep mm. them to 16 tracks. Um, right. He just wanted the discipline of saying, OK, that's all you've got to work with. Um, yes. There was, there was all, also the story where he was really getting sick of this one song that Edge had been working on. He wanted to do the guitar bit and he kept on doing it over again and over again and over <coughs> again. And Brian Eno came into the studio one morning and was about to hit the the record button to erase the tape and go over it and the engineer came and said no uh, no no he got it last uh, night and it was where the streets <laughs> where the streets have no name <laughs> oh, right <laughs> yes yeah no, no I, I'm a big fan of uh, Eno's productions apart from the U2 stuff I have to say but um, he uh, yeah uh, some of his controversy like, like, controversy like, cut controversy cut, cut, I know. cut down your options I'm, uh, I'm just looking at Noel's uh, Noel's biography in Encyclopedia Metallum, the Metal Archives. All right. <laughs> nice picture of you, Noel. Really? Dear me. Yeah. Well, and, like uh, I say, you know, it's it's everything from Napalm Death to White Stripes and all. You have. <laughs> to to, uh, to S Club, I should say. S Club. Axe yes. Grinder. There, there was one Napalm Death Acrimony. that I cut a long while ago. And it was called You Suffer, and I think it became John Peel's record of the week. Um, And it was very difficult to get... It was so quick, it was difficult to get an accurate timing on it, but I did have to cut it for a seven-inch single. The only way I could accurately time it was to measure the length of tape, which, (laughs) bearing in mind, tape was at 15 IPS. This song lasted 19 inches of tape. (laughs) (laughs) And, it was, and I cut it as a seven-inch single. It's got to be the shortest seven-inch single I've ever cut. So it's, it just looks like a line, just a, just a little arc straight yeah, to the centre. If, if I remember, the song went something like, and that was it. <laughs> I remember that. Can, can you still get that can single? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> there was an extended mix that went for three seconds. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. Who got the B? Yeah, but who got the B side? They're the guys who were rolling in the... Some great names of metal bands you're with. Yeah. They all sound like diseases. Like Blood Ceremony. Yes. Carcass. Carcass. <laughs> these, are all, these are all for the very great Earache label, which is still going, and I still cut records for Earache. Earache. Entombed. 
what my one dying just, bride. My dying bride. One, <laughs> one I did. Napalm death. One I did just the other week for earache. They had a very. And my favourite. Knocked mystium. And my favourite. Vital remains. You can't make this stuff up. I just... but, 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 but people at the time thought that some of these bands were jokes, like Napalm Death. They thought they're, they thought they're jokes, but you know, 20, 30 years on, mm. they're, 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 they're seen as having been... You know, seminal, seminal the, bands, yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> brought the prog rock scene to its end. We just wanted to ask, it because you had a bit of time with Stock, Aitken and Waterman as well, and uh, Rob had a question. Do you remember a question you were going to have? No. No, oh, Phil. You are going to ask if, 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 Rick, <laughs> if Rick Astley made a good cup of tea. Oh, yeah. Did Rick make a good cuppa? Well, supposedly he was the tea boy, wasn't he? That's supposedly, how he yeah. started off. Um but I don't know, to be honest. I, that was before I started working for them at their studios, but I was cutting their records at Pi Studios. So they were just coming to me as a client. Um, so I don't honestly know whether the oh. story of him being the T-boy who... Kylie? Kylie? Suddenly turned out to have a good voice or not. I, I never met Kylie. She... Ca- Oh. She came to the, she came to my cutting room on the day I had a day off. <laughs> so I remember close. That. Clearly, Jason. Jason, yes, in the cafe, would bump into him. We were in a separate building. Quick, quick move on. Um. Uh, we, 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 yeah, <laughs> what? We, we were in a separate oh. building from the from the studios and always sort of ran ourselves as a separate entity. Do you ever have that moment when you listen to something for the first time and they're there? And you think, this is unmitigated yes. crap. Yes. <laughs> of Let's course. not mention any names, yes. Of course. Of course. No, or, 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 you, or you can't get, you can't listen to the song because the kind of the recording is just not right. Mm-hmm. You know, regardless of whether there's a brilliant song underneath it or not, you just sort of think, God, it's a mess. You know, it just sounds mm. like everything's trying too hard. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you're in a room full of, if everything's as loud as everything else, nothing, nothing yeah. stands out. Yeah. You know, I believe in things having space, room to move. You know, fewer, yeah. fewer things going on. Mm. But sometimes, yeah, it's it's people's recording techniques. Just, you know, I kind of switch off. Off. Well, I don't switch off, but until I press play, very often I just don't know what I'm going to hear. Uh, do you have now, strategies? Play, do you have Do you have strategies um, for dealing with that situation? Well, no, not really. I just hope every morning that when I'm going to okay, I've got an album to do today. I'm looking forward to it. I go in, load up all the tracks, press play, and it's great. And you go, yeah, good track, nicely recorded. Yeah, and you all you can get into it, and you have an enjoyable day's work. And you send it off, and they go, yeah, it all sounds great, fabulous. So you think, hurrah, job done, you know. But other days. You hit that play button and it's like, oh, God, you know, you can't... Couldn't you pretend to have a fit? You can't polish, <laughs> you know the saying? Yes, <laughs> and I was go- that was that was going to be my question. To the- Has there been any ones that you've really had to polish until they, they had 
a coating that you couldn't get on your fingers anymore? So not 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 really, because I don't think you can do that much. Although someone did say to me the other day, "No, but you can roll it in glitter." Oh. <laughs> Put lipstick on it. <laughs> This is what we call, ladies and gentlemen, the art of mastering. Yes, (laughs) indeed. I'm going. I'm going before it's my shout. (laughs) (laughs) What I wanted to point out to you, Rob, is how how important all these issues are with making Jason Donovan sound so good. Yeah. You know how you can still listen to Jason. Their records, their records sounded good. You have to say, I mean, you know, they, they did sound good. And I, I remember, I mean, going back to Pi and Jason, I, I'd had, I don't know what, for every reason, it was getting near six o'clock and I'd had a, I was getting I was a bit grumpy, it was the end of the day, maybe the day hadn't gone so well, I'd had some boring work to do, whatever. And I had one last record to cut that day, which was... Jason Donovan's Too Many Broken Hearts. You know the one? And I put that on, and, and after I played it once, I was in a good mood. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I was in a good mood. That just totally, you know, so, changed so you, the you day get that, for me. You get that with uh, Talking to Aussies, Noel. Ah, maybe that's it. Maybe yeah. that's Did you get a bit it. of a twinge, Noel? Well, I don't know about a twinge, you know. Did you talk flinch? We're not talking flinch. <laughs> don't know about that either. I just remember half a chubby. Yeah. You know, Phil. Sorry. I'll cut that out. Got the He was a very attractive man, Phil. Had beautiful hair. Thank you so much, Noel. It's been great having you on. It's been great having you on. Is this shirt slimming? Um, well, it's it's been a privilege. Thank you for. I hope that you could uh, do the sign off for me and say um, uh, thanks for having me on. Is this shirt well, slimming? Well, guys, it's been lovely to talk to you, and thank you for having me on. Is this shirt slimming? Oh, I hope like I a, said that properly. Is this shirt slimming? Great <laughs> shirt. You wouldn't say that after a few pints, though. No, oh, no, you can't. I can't say it. I can't shirt, say it dry. Is this shirt slimming? <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like something you'd say after a few pints, though. It? <laughs> You've been listening to Is This Shirt Slimming? Brought to you by the Dato Foreskin Restoration Clinic. Time to act. Become intact. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.